What is up my Sunlight Samurais, my Andrew Knotts. In this video, we're going to talk about vitamin B6, the crucial symptoms you might have because you don't have enough vitamin B6. For example, low testosterone, anxiety, hypertension, low mood, poor sleep, lots of bad stuff. So let's dive in. This is the article that I wrote on vitamin B6. The link will be in the description. Be sure to read it. It is amazing with all of the references, graphs and whatnot. All right, so uh, let's quick bag on vitamin B6. So there's multiple forms of vitamin B6. So for example, we got pyridoxine, which is found in plant foods. We got pyridoxol, found in animal foods, and pyridoxamine, which is also found in animal foods. So as you can see, they need to be converted. So pyridoxine is going to pyridoxine phosphate. It needs to be converted into pyridoxol phosphate. And this is the active form. Pyridoxamine converts to pyridoxamine phosphate and... Uh, they can interconvert, but both of these can uh, work for like paradoxal phosphate dependent enzymes. So the animal sources, paradoxal and paradoxamine of big six are more readily used. They don't need to be converted as much uh, to be used by the body for these important enzymes. So when it comes to bioavailability, the bioavailability of vitamin B6 from animal foods is quite high, reaching 100% for many foods. So the presence of fiber reduces the bioavailability by 5 to 10%, not a whole lot. And then the presence of pyridoxine uh, glucoside reduces the bioavailability by 75 to 80%. This glucoside is found in a variety of plant foods with the highest content occurring in cruciferous. So if you want to replenish nutrients, really focus on animal foods for that. Right, and uh, so the conversion of pyridoxine to PLP, which is the pyridoxal 5-phosphate, the active form, is 5, 10, 5 or 10 to 1, which means that you need 5 to 10 milligrams of pyridoxine to create 1 milligram of PLP, the active form. So let's say you're using 100 milligrams of pyridoxine. This will create about... Uh, uh, 10, 5 to 10 milligrams of PLP. So the active form, the, the PLP is much stronger when you supplement that versus like pyridoxine. And also the enzyme that's required to activate vitamin B6 requires vitamin B2 as a cofactor. So if you don't have enough of that, and where do you get enough vitamin B2? Dairy, organ meat. And not a lot of people consume enough organ meat to con uh, that contains the B2 that helps with the activation of vitamin B6. So vitamin B6, a quick background for the functions, is crucial for energy production and function as an enzyme cofactor and or regulator of more than 140 enzymes that we know of. It plays a role in glucose, amino acid, and fat metabolism. It assists in heme synthesis, creates NAD, and increases glutathione. Very important functions. And here are some of the other stuff that we will be discussing in this article. So let's dive into the first one. So vitamin B6 is crucial for testosterone optimization. If you look at this graph, they made animals B6 deficient. So you're sufficient, near deficient, like a five-fold difference. So vitamin B6, extremely important for having optimal levels of testosterone. And if you're B6 deficient, your LH will not necessarily drop, but your testosterone will. And uh, so also, with adequate B6, androgen clearance is reduced, and the recycling of the receptor from the nucleus back into the cytosol after initial translocation is increased. So when the, when the androgen binds to the receptor, it translocates to the nucleus, but then that receptor can go back and pick up more antigens. So that recycling process becomes enhanced with vitamin B6. So this means that testosterone DHT can bind for longer to the androgen receptor and express their actions better, more, like more frequency, more frequency. Uh, vitamin B6 doesn't actually bring down DHT. So some people think that, 
vitamin B6 supplementation should be avoided if you want high levels of DHT. But there's two in vitro studies looking at this specifically. And they found that pyridoxine hydrochloride, which is the form that, like the most common B6 form, significantly increased 5-alpha reductase. But pyridoxal hydrochloride had an inhibitory effect. Now, pyridoxal hydrochloride is not the same as P5P or PLP. Um, so it's not the active form, right? And so this study found that it had an inhibitory effect. And then pyridoxal hypochloride had, uh, yeah, basically an inhibitory effect on the pituitary and hypothalamus. So this was the cells that they tested. Then they looked, this is the second in vitro study in skin cells, and they found that uh, pyridoxine had no effect on 5-alpha reductase. So this, here they increased it, here they didn't. So a lot of these studies are conflicting, so it's really difficult to, to make conclusions from in vitro studies where they have a cell, like a pituitary hypothalamus, they add B6 to it and see what happens. It is difficult to conclude, like, actually the effects that stuff will have because like when you eat food, it's being digested, transformed, those liver is being metabolized. There's so many things that happens to nutrients that you consume. It's not as simple as like in vitro evidence. So in summary, paradoxal hydrochloride inhibited 5-alpha reductase in the pituitary, the um, hypothalamus, amygdala, and prostate, whereas paradoxine boosts 5-alpha reductase and paradoxal phosphate had no major effect. The two major forms that you can buy are pyridoxine hydrochloride and pyridoxal phosphate. So even if pyridoxal hydrochloride inhibited 5-alpha reductase, you can't buy it in any way, right? So, and also don't be fooled that DHT is bad for you. I've done many articles showing that DHT is actually good for you. And this is linked in the articles. You can check all of them out. So there are actually four ways how vitamin B6 can increase DHT. And number one is by promoting thyroid function. So T3 stimulates 5-alpha reductase. Lowering inflammation, in inflammation inhibits 5-alpha reductase. Lowering prolactin and increasing NADPH. So prolactin also inhibits 5-alpha reductase. And NADPH um, is actually a cofactor used by 5-alpha reductase to create DHT. So vitamin B6 is more likely to increase DHT than to have an inhibitory effect. Or so the impact on estrogen receptors and labels. So vitamin B6 can help to lower access estrogen through three main mechanisms. Number one is increasing SAM to SAH ratios so the methylation cycle helps you methylate better. It inhibits fatty acid synthase and it desensitizes the estrogen receptor action. So the methylation cycle, it methylates estrogen so it helps with the detoxification of estrogen. So if you're under-methylating, you're more likely to accumulate estrogen and uh, go into a hyperestrogenic state. So vitamin B6 can help with that, help with the detoxification of estrogen. So the fatty acid synthase complex is involved with estrogen signaling. So vitamin B6 inhibits the synthesis of new fats by inhibiting this complex. And fatty acid synthase works in synergy with estrogen to promote its actions. And inhibiting fatty acid synthase dramatically reduces the actions of estrogen. Number three, when a hormone binds to the receptor, it activates transcription to exert its effects. High concentrations of vitamin B6 suppresses the activation of transcription, while vitamin B6 deficiency enhances responsiveness to estrogen. So if you have low levels of B6, your estrogen sensitivity is much higher. So vitamin B6 can help a lot against estrogen dominance. Uh, then thyroid. So supercharged thyroid hormones with vitamin B6. Uh, so this is quite interesting. Like when they supplemented or made animals deficient in B6, you have pituitary TSH, you have serum TSH, T4 and T3. So most doctors, obviously, they test only for TSH and they test for serum TSH. 
So when you become um, B6 deficient, you can see your pituitary TSH skyrockets, which isn't tested, and your serum TSH drops. So your doctor might actually be thinking like, hey, your thyroid is working better. Your TSH is lower. But it's this B6 deficiency that's actually suppressing your TSH because you can see your T4 and T3 is lower when you're deficient. So this is always why it's important to also test for T4, T3, and reverse T3 to get a complete picture of what's going on with the thyroid. And obviously you want to look at other markers as well, like your triglycerides, cholesterol, and other things that's also related to thyroid hormones. So low thyroid hormones lead to all kinds of issues, such as low testosterone, low DHT, excess fat gain, constipation, dry and brittle hair, nails and skin, sluggish digestion, low energy, brain fog, low IQ, and much more. So thyroid is extremely important, and B6 can basically help with a lot of these symptoms. So even if your thyroid hormones are normal, but you still have these symptoms, chances are that your cells aren't utilizing or um, optimizing the signaling of the thyroid hormones. So you need to optimize that as well. So cortisol and stress, vitamin B6 plays an important role there. So cortisol in the blood, it is flowing in the blood, right? And enters the target tissue by passive diffusion across the cell membranes. It's just like diffusing into it. And once inside the cell, the steroid boy binds reversibly to the receptor proteins to form a receptor, a steroid receptor complex. This complex then undergoes activation. After activation, the steroid receptor complex associates tightly with the nucleus where it modifies DNA transcription and exerts its effects. So the activity of the cortisol receptor was enhanced by a vitamin B6 deficiency. So even if you have normal cortisol levels, you might still be hyper-responsive to cortisol due to the overactivation of the cortisol receptor. So that's cortisol. And let's talk about the catecholamines, noradrenaline and adrenaline, which is highly involved with like panic attacks, anxiety, rapid heartbeat, hypertension, you know, that uh, sweaty palms, those kind of stuff, cold hands and feet. So excess catecholamines can contribute to anxiety, noise sensitivity, feeling overwhelmed by your surroundings, poor sleep, poor stress tolerance and over-responsive uh, responding to the stress, feeling awkward in social uh, settings. You're basically too afraid to speak your mind and when you do, you get like a stress reaction, like rapid heartbeat, the sweaty palms, like people's looking at me, I'm freaking out. Hypertension, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, etc. Literally, this, this is what access catecholamines can do. Now, vitamin B6 can dramatically help to reduce your catecholamines. So here you can see a deficient state. Sufficient, low catecholamines. Deficient, very high levels of noradrenaline and adrenaline. You have very high levels of those stress hormones when you're deficient in vitamin B6. And the reason for this is because the autoreceptor, the alpha-2 adrenal receptors, become desensitized. So the autoreceptor mean that when something binds to the autoreceptor, you inhibit the production of those catecholamines. But because the receptor is so low, there's not a lot of you know receptors to activate to inhibit the production. So that's why the catecholamines are so high. So vitamin B6 helps to increase the sensitivity of that receptor and that decreases the production of the catecholamines. So let's say you, you need to supplement like clonidine or kratom or polygala or magnesium or zinc to help lower adrenaline. Like that's not normal. You, you don't have a polygala deficiency. You don't have like a, like a clonidine deficiency, right? You have a B6 deficiency and that's why the autoreceptor is so downregulated. So vitamin B6 and its impact on dopamine and other boost, mood boosting brain chemicals. So when you have a de deficiency in B6, so B6 is involved in the production of your neurotransmitters like dopamine, noradrenaline, serotonin, nitric oxide, etc., right? And so imp important note here is that your brain 
hormones of neurotransmitters different from the serum levels of your neurotransmitters. So as you can see, like your catecholamines, like norepinephrine and adrenaline, is very high in the blood circulating. This is not the brain. This is in the blood, very high when you're B6 deficient. But when you are B6 deficient, your noradrenaline in the brain is actually low. And your serotonin is low and your GABA is low. So this can predispose you to negative mood, anxiety, poor sleep. And uh, so let's see, like, okay, so the thing is like noradrenaline is also involved with motivation, drive, focus, right? Getting your stuff done, be, um, that, that drive in life, libido aspect, that's what norepinephrine is used for. So when you're B6 deficient, your norepinephrine in the brain is low, but then the serum, it's very high. So it's like this inverse relationship. So you're feeling anxious, but you're also feeling not driven at the same time. So B6 helps with the synthesis of BH4. So BH4 is the cofactor used to create dopamine, serotonin, and so on. So here you can see B6 help with the recycling of BH4, like in the folate cycle, to create BH4. That's why you need to be six. This is also how it helps with the methylation cycle so you can excrete estrogen and whatnot. Detox uh, homocysteine. So dopamine, BH4 is a cofactor for phenylalanine and tyrosine hydroxylase. So phenylalanine is converted to tyrosine um, and then tyrosine is converted into L-DOPA, L-DOPA converted into dopamine. So both phenylalanine and tyrosine hydroxylase require BH4 as cofactors. And so... This is why vitamin B6 is so important because it helps to increase BH4 so you can convert those things. And then once you have created L-DOPA, L-DOPA needs to be converted by DOPA decarboxylase, which requires vitamin B6. So almost like this whole pathway of dopamine synthesis requires a vitamin B6. So as you can see, vitamin B6 is crucial for a dopamine synthesis. And then in terms of noradrenaline, noradrenaline is created and released from the locus coeruleus in the brain as well as the adrenal glands. And so brain noradrenaline is involved in motivation, drive, libido, focus. And noradrenaline released from the adrenal glands is involved in energy production, but not so much contributing to, um, but, but too much can contribute to hypertension, cold hands and feet, stress intolerance, and so on. So interestingly, low levels of vitamin B6 leads to high levels of noradrenaline and adrenaline released from the adrenal glands, but low levels in the hypothalamus. So this could create feelings of anxiety, fear, stress intolerance, low libido, poor motivation, brain fog, all at the same time, right? So here you can see like noradrenaline in the hypo hypothalamus, low. Noradrenaline in the serum, high. Like this inverse correlation. All right, so vitamin B6 can help to restore this. Increase brain noradrenaline to boost focus, libido, mood, drive, while lowering adrenaline uh, in the body, like in the, in the circulating levels, which reduces anxiety, fear, cold hands and feet, and so on. So GABA, vitamin B6 is involved in enzyme glutamate decarboxylase, which converts glutamate into GABA. So you can see like in the deficient side, glutamate's high, GABA low, bad ratio, right? High, high glutamate to GABA ratio. And when you're sufficient, glutamate's lower, GABA's higher, and the, you have a lower glutamate to GABA ratio. So you're like more balanced. Like when you have too much glutamate, you're also overly excited, overly stimulated, don't sleep, even anxious. You're like just overly stimulated for no damn reason. Right, and then GABA is this inhibitory neurotransmitter, so you can feel calm and socially normal, and you can sleep and all the good stuff. So vitamin B6 helps with this ratio. In terms of serotonin, vitamin B6, again, is also useful for the production of serotonin. And then, um, interestingly, vitamin B6 can actually also help to increase melatonin. So this was a large dose, 3 milligrams per kilogram intravenous vitamin B6, massively increased melatonin in children. Versus when they supplement of 100 milligrams of pyridoxine in men didn't increase melatonin. 
And I think the difference is because they use a much higher dose here of vitamin B6 than here in men. And so using higher doses, maybe of a PLP, you can actually sleep better and also dream better because your neurotransmitters will be higher. So your dreams is most likely going to be much more vivid when you use vitamin B6. So vitamin B6 and other neurotransmitters such as taurine, histamine, D-serene, and acetylcholine. So it can increase all of these. So taurine is an inhibitory amino acid that functions as a neurotransmitter that helps to increase dopamine, uh, testosterone, mood, and much more. And low levels of taurine can contribute to depression and anxiety. Histamine helps with motivation, libido, and energy. D-serene acts on the NMDA receptor to promote focus, memory, recall. Acetylcholine is involved in focus and memory. So as you can see, like vitamin B6 is extremely important for the brain, mood, neurotransmitters, and so on. Okay, in terms of sexual function, vitamin B6 helps to increase brain noradrenaline, which is involved in libido and arousal. It increases nitric oxide by increasing BH4, lowers inflammation, so inflammation causes vascular inflammation, and then the vasculature don't work, you can't really get an erection, and also lowering homocysteine. So homocysteine, in proportion to the nitric oxide, if you have too much nitro, uh, homocysteine, can actually also cause um, you know, vascular inflammation and contribute to erectile dysfunction. So giving men who are PDE5 inhibitor non-responders, they don't respond to Viagra cellus, um, they gave them vitamin B6 and folic acid, improved their erectile function, and it helped to lower their homocysteine, increase nitric oxide. So in summary, vitamin B6 can help to increase libido, improve erections, and help against premature ejaculation by increasing GABA and serotonin. Then on prolactin, so we all know that vitamin B6 can help to lower prolactin. Here's some evidence to show this. They had an in vitro study, and they incubated the cells with vitamin B6, and a dose-dependent response lowered it. Here was another study, 16 weeks long. So when they gave people antipsychotics, so antipsychotic is a drug that inhibits dopamine receptor. And then as a result, you don't signal dopamine, prolactin goes up. So very often, these guys that are on antipsychotic medicine, they get hyperprolactinemia. So using vitamin B6 helped to reduce their prolactin from 95 to 30 over four weeks. So it continued to decrease, do, 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 just on and on and on. Like maybe if this study was longer, it would have gone back into the normal range. In short, statue children, vitamin B6 infusion lowered prolactin by 42%. There was another study where they infused 300 milligrams of B6 and it dropped the prolactin by 50%, quite impressive. And then vitamin B6 also potentiates the prolactin lowering effect of dopaminergic compounds like L-DOPA and decreases opioid and exercise-induced increase in prolactin. So this could be like the refractory period, you know, you exercise, you eat some opioid foods and you just feel like bleh. And so vitamin B6 can help to reverse those effects. Here are some additional benefits of vitamin B6. It increases selenium absorption. It can help against asthma. It improves uh, carpal tunnel syndrome in doses up to 200 milligrams daily. It can increase the meta metabolism and... Uh, it can uh, increase the metabolism and excretion of alcohol. So I've, I've got the alcohol fixed that for you guys. So when you go out for a night of drinking, stack vitamin B6 with taurine, succinic acid, and dihydromyrecetin, and you will be able to drink like I don't know what, like a Scottish person, and you will not, you get zero handover because all of these compounds will massively protect the body against the damages of alcohol, enhance the excretion of alcohol so that you have no hangover. And it can also help to improve dermatitis. So the base sources of vitamin B6 would be fish, 
beef liver, other organ meat, potatoes, and fruit, other than citrus fruit, fruit, and then the base fruits would be like bananas and avocados. Those are really good. But as always, you could experiment with a vitamin B6 supplementation. Like if you have cold hands and feet, you have anxiety, you have trouble sleeping, you don't really dream, your mood is down, you don't have motivation and drive, maybe you can use like either like uh, P5P as a supplement or you can get a B complex that contains all of the B vitamins because as I mentioned, all of the B vitamins work together. You need, for example, vitamin B2 to activate vitamin B6. And like everything is so integrated. So maybe you can use like a B100 or a B50 uh, B complex for a short period of time and see how that influences you, how that makes you feel and all those, those kind of good stuff. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful and you learned something new about vitamin B6 and the importance thereof. Eat foods rich in vitamin B6. And if you have some of these symptoms, consider experimenting with higher dose of vitamin B6. All right, guys, hope this video was helpful and I'll take you in the next one. Cheers, guys.